welcome to Imagine You. My name is Imogen Joyce and I am a mindset transformation coach, NLP practitioner and personal development junkie. I am full of passion to inspire you to break the bad habits and create your life of success. This podcast, Imagine You, is all about showing you how your internal thoughts create your external reality. From all things mindset, manifestation and self-development, I hope each episode inspires you to become the best version of yourself and live the life you thought only imaginable. I am here to inspire, to share and to get real. If we can all be in this together, then we will live a much happier world. I can't wait to hear what you think and to welcome you into the world of the Imogen Method. Hello darlings, welcome back to another podcast. I am deciding when I'm going to have the whole guest thing and I have decided that I'm going to do my next series on guests so the question is for myself how many episodes am I going to do in one series my favorite number my lucky number is 21 so I have a feeling it might be 21 episodes and then my next series is going to be all guests I never know whether to say seasons or series but anyway it's going to be all guests okay but Now that means I've got still a few more solo episodes and I always just get inspired by something I'm doing and that just then evokes what the topic is going to be of the series, of the um, episode even. And I just also want to just share. And I've been doing a lot of work on my business and the work I mean is the inner work. When things happen in my business, I never really go to like strategy or marketing, even though obviously that really helps and I have a business coach that really helps me with that. But for me personally, I go back to the inner work. What am I projecting out into the world that is then reflecting back onto me? And also it's about being in authenticity because what I am teaching my clients and what I'm helping my clients go through, I must go through that myself. I must understand the outcome of that. And that's why for me, one of the things I find really, really hard, and I'm just going to be really open here, is I find it really hard to know like what my thing is. What is my thing? And I'm always doing that work of like, okay, what am I? Um, I know I am an like self-development hype girl and my coach actually said this to me the other day she's like you are a self-development hype girl and I was like oh my god you've just explained who I am but I need to really pinpoint that better to help other people understand what that can do for you so today I've been doing some business work some work around who I am so so personal work I suppose and I was just actually really inspired by my story of going to dance college so I just wanted to share that journey I just wanted to get really raw and real with you and just share the experience because also who doesn't love story time as well like I absolutely love hearing people's stories and just hearing people's lives and that's why like ultimately I would love like an Oprah Winfrey style tv show where I'm just interviewing people and I do have a history of tv presenting so I feel like this podcast is going to lead on to me creating my own little channel maybe I'm going to put it on YouTube who knows I always have all these ideas and I'm just going to share them with you all because I'm not shy about them I'm not some may work some may not work and anyway so I just wanted to share my story time today so I'm going to share my experience of going to dance college but the initial thought behind that the initial like okay I'm going to do this because right? This is my, the 
point behind this is I auditioned for dance college, a professional dance college where we studied ballet, musical theatre, tap, jazz, contemporary, commercial, and I had never done any of them before. So this was huge. And this story is like the ultimate example of a self-belief. Self-belief and absolute pure resilience at its finest. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to remember the message that I always give is that we are all the same, right? We have the same opportunities and we have the same mindset when we have that belief right so whatever your dance college is whatever your dream and passion is this is the story of how I got that I got my thing right so I'm going to take it back I'm going to take it back to when I finished school and then I went to college I just went to a normal college where I did A levels I actually did history I did English literature and I did communication culture all of the above I had absolutely no passion for, I had no drive for, I had no care for and I really, I was really bad in school, I was really, really naughty, I was always in report, I always got put in isolation, I got detentions and then when I went to college I didn't want to be there and I actually had to drive about 25 minutes to a half an hour there And because I only did three subjects, because they actually told me, which was really, really cute, they told me that I wasn't clever enough to do four. So that was my belief of I'm not clever enough, which I have undone and I've rewired while I've been doing all my coaching and I've been doing NLP because I now study the brain, okay? So I had to fight that belief and it took me a lot, a lot of work. So I had a lot of gaps between my lessons and I used to just go home and then never come back. Like I had no drive, but I always recognised myself as someone with ambition. So it never really made sense to me, but I was really ambitious in sports. So I played a lot of netball. I played netball for my county and then for the southeast of England. So I, that was my passion and that was my drive. So after college, when I finished my A-levels, I, all my friends were going to uni And I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Absolutely no idea. I felt so lost and so, like, I just don't want to do something for the sake of it. I still applied for uni and I honestly just picked a subject. I just picked a topic. But I hated school. I hated studying. I hated that kind of learning. And that's the thing about schools. It only... For me, personally, it only caters to that one type of learner. Like, I had friends that could just read a textbook and they'd learn everything. That was not me. I was very much a doing person, which is why I've always done sports and I've always done that kind of exercise. That's how, that's where I blossomed because that's the kind of learning I got. So anyway, I made a huge decision. So I applied for uni, I got in, I got into Nottingham Uni and Manchester Uni. And actually Liverpool, actually, not not Manchester, Liverpool. So it was between Nottingham and Liverpool. And I went up there, I went with my dad, we went to see the halls and all of this. And the whole time I was just like, I felt like such a miserable teenager because I was like, I just don't want to do this. I feel like I'm wasting three years of my life. And then when it got to it, that everyone was going, everyone was moving up to uni, I just made the biggest decision of, I feel like, my life, especially at that time, I was just like, I'm not going to go. I have absolutely nothing to stay for. Like, I have nothing else to do, nothing, but I'm not going to go. And I made my that huge decision. I'm so, so grateful my parents supported me. And then I got a job with another friend who was actually taking a gap year for um, purposes of she was 
um, going abroad to learn new languages because she would love languages and she could she can speak like five now. Um, and we got a place in a dentist place together. So you know those invisible braces, Invisalign. It was actually the first one of them. It's called Clearstep. So I used to work for Clearstep and I used to be in the little factory bit where. I had to basically scan scans of people's teeth. It was amazing. It was really, really liberating. Um, but yeah, it was just a job to get me by. And I worked there full time with my friend and I worked there for about a year and I was just like, okay, this is my life. Like, what, what am I doing? And I got really, really lost in that. I hung out with some friends that were still home. I used to go to the cinema every week. I used to get a Nando's every week, but I, I wasn't aiming anywhere. I wasn't, and I've always been that like ambitious driven kind of person, but I just, there was no aim. And I say this a lot with clients. And if you've done any of my workshops or any of my challenges, you'll know what I say about the GPS system. There was nothing in the end destination, I wasn't going anywhere, I was just driving along, like, to who knows what direction, so I then joined a um, street dance crew, so I was joining, I was dancing with this street dance crew, and when I was younger, I did actually do a little bit of ballroom and a little bit of disco, but it wasn't, like, professional it was just more like you know having fun going there we did actually do some exams but they don't seem to count for anything so I don't know what all that was but anyway a teacher from there started her own like street dance um group so I joined this group and I absolutely loved it and she was a really really young teacher and I got on really well with her and she'd danced her whole life and she actually danced for these group of sports cheerleaders okay do not imagine cheer when you think of all the stunts and all the flips they do, it was not like that at all. It was more like a dance routine and we held pom-poms, but still so fun. So I joined the group with her and it was so much fun. I was the youngest one there and I met all these older girls I really, really looked up to and I was just like, wow. And we used to dance at different sporting events. I used to dance at Rugby Sevens. We danced for Harlequins Rugby. Um, We went up to Manchester, danced at Old Trafford and it was always before a sporting match like rugby, football, we would do these events. And then we became the Crystal Palace cheerleaders. So we were the first um, group of cheerleaders for a football team and we they basically hired our whole group and that was really, really amazing. It was amazing to get that whole experience of performing, performing in front of a crowd. And I met a friend there um, and got on really, really well with her. She was from up north and we got on really well and she'd actually danced her whole life. So she'd done like ballet, jazz, modern, tap and she went to Disneyland Paris and she was Snow White and performed in the shows and I was like mind blown like wow is that actually a job like can you actually do that like you get paid to do that and she was like yeah yeah it's amazing it's amazing so I just decided I had like none of this experience I just decided I'm just going to audition for Disney Like, I love acting. I've always acted, and I did acting when I was younger quite a lot. I used to go to summer schools and do acting and do shows. And I just thought if I could even just act in there, like, I wonder what the dancing's like, but I'm just going to go. Like, who was this girl? I had no idea, because before that exact moment, I was lost. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, like, what my purpose was. I didn't know what my direction was. I just had this, like, I suppose at that time, intuition. This intuition to just go and audition for this Disneyland Paris. I was around all these dancers now, so I was understanding what the world of dancing was. 
So I went to an audition in London, Pineapple Dance Studios, so you know, the famous studios, and I was like, okay, here we are. And it was my first ever experience of how you are solely um, kind of looked upon by the way you look, right? So we had to go and they had to sign our sheet and we had to fill out like your height, your weight, um, your hair colour, your eye colour. And then he put this little star or this little note by my name and I was like, oh my God, have I been cut already? I've actually been cut before I've been able to do anything. And then we had to do these different rounds. So you have to do a character round where you basically, they put on music and they'll tell you instructions and each point be certain characters. So certain, one of the characters was like Woody from Toy Stories, like be a cowboy or then be like someone from Winnie the Pooh. And you had to do all these different characters. This was fully like your own interpretation of that, which was really, really fun. Then I got through that round and the next round was learn a dance routine. Halfway through doing this dance routine, someone tapped me on the shoulder and pulled me out of the room normally when you go to an audition they end the round and then they'll call out the numbers that have either been cut or the numbers that have gone through so I thought oh my god are they pulling me out of this round because I'm really that bad by the way notice here I just want you to notice and this is me being a coach and listening to my own language notice how much every situation happened I put the negative on it right, so then writing a star by my name, I thought, oh my god, they cut me already, then pulling me out of the group, my initial thought straight away was, okay, they've cut me already, notice how that was my thought pattern, right, and I'm just recognising, listening to my own language, because this is what I do as my job, and I'm just recognising, wow, that was my immediate thought, my immediate thought process was to go to the worst, was to go to the worst thing possible, the worst thing's going to happen to me, like, of course, the worst thing's going to happen, when actually, they pulled me aside, and she made me go to this different room, and what they did, the star by my face, the one that they put by my picture on my little scorecard, was because they wanted to dress me as one of the characters, so not everyone can be a face character, your face, they actually measure your face, so the face has to fit one of these characters and mine they happened to dress me for Sleeping Beauty so it was like a whole different this took a whole different turn than I was expecting they did my makeup and then they put a wig on me oh my god it was amazing and they put it wasn't the dress it was the top of the dress they put that on me I was like wow this is amazing and then I just had to stand in front of the casting director two of the casting directors a man and a woman while they just spoke about me in French, like literally just pointing at my, the top of my head all the way down to my feet, pointing in French, I did not know much French, I just, I, you know, I could say my name, my age, where I lived, how many brothers I have, but I could not understand what they were saying, and it was so, so daunting, and again, that was another um, experience into what this world was, so anyway, I left, that's all they said, and they were like, amazing, like, you've done really well, you got through both rounds, and we'll now let you know, and then actually, I got a letter, and it said I had been accepted as, or they wanted me as Sleeping Beauty, and to dance in the shows as well, which was incredible, because I could dance, and also the parades, so I'd be Sleeping Beauty, then I would also be a dancer in the parades, and a dancer in the shows, because they have all these different, like, elements of who you can be, so it was incredible. 
But then another huge decision I made that I do not know who that person was, like from internally, how my like low self-esteem I had and my insecurities I had. So it's, I'm sure so many, so many of us have at that age. I was about 18, like so many of us had. I just chose the decision. If I take this job, then I'm limiting myself to just this job. But if I now go and choose this as a career and train, then this could be my career and I'll have other options of other jobs. How I knew that, I have absolutely no idea because I didn't know the dancing world. I didn't know you could train as a dancer. I genuinely didn't know that. But I just had this intuition and that's another note to listen to that intuition. So then I actually declined the job at Disney and thought, right, I'm going to find somehow, somewhere that I trained to be a dancer. I then looked on the internet and thought, okay, how can I be a dancer? And most of the things that you find are all from like the government things where you go to a, a normal college. I'm saying that while doing the little, you know, little hand gestures, a normal college where you could study dance, but most of it is written work. And I was like, no, that's not me becoming a dancer. Or I could go to uni and do musical theatre. But again, it's written work. It's a dissertation. That's not embodying like a professional dancer or anyone from that and that's not putting anyone that's not saying people who have done that that is wrong but the dancing I wanted to do I could not do written work that was my belief I can't read from a book I can't write down information that was my belief so I had to find somewhere for my own ways that I could just dance I could just learn how to dance so eventually, after loads of scanning on the internet, I found Dance College. And I was like, oh my god, this place exists. But all of them say on there, you have to have all your exams in ballet, you have to have all your exams in tap, in modern, in jazz, in contemporary. You Obviously, there's singing and acting involved, so a background in them is very like well thought of. So I just kind of ignored all of that information. I ignored it all and there was it I saw that you could either do a one-year course or you do a three-year course that's what I thought at the time so then I thought okay well I'm already 19 now so I'll just do a one-year course and then I'll kind of be at the same level as my friends in uni and when we're all going out for jobs together I'm not like still studying so then I applied for this one-year course and I remember hers but I didn't even click it was called a pre-vocational course, right? But I remember them saying on the phone, like, oh, you have to list out all your grades and everything. And I was like, um, I don't have any. Or does Crystal Palace cheerleading count? Or does an audition to Disney count? <laughs> Somehow they still let me audition. But this right here is the example of resilience. The example of doing something and not accepting a no. I don't know who this Imogen was, I really don't, but she inspires me every day. This version of me really, really inspires me because I did have such low self-esteem, but I didn't let that take away my drive. I did not let that not let me get a yes. So anyway, I got the letter about what I had to do for the audition, I got the audition date, and explained in the audition I had to do a ballet class. Because it was there wasn't many of us in the audition, it was because it was for the one year, um, we all had to perform a solo. 
And then we all had to perform a song. So we had to go and do a song. And we also had to do a bit of acting. But it was basically read, like sight reading. And acting, you can sight read. And while you're reading it, you still have to be acting out the character, the emotions, their thoughts, all of that. I felt confident in the acting because I I loved acting. Singing, yeah, I could sing to myself. But, you know. And then it was the dancing that I was like, okay. So I went out with my mum. And I looked up on the internet ballet outfit and I just went and bought some pink tights and a leotard just thought okay this is what I've got to do I bought some ballet slippers and I normally you'd have ribbons on there you know if you're profesh but I obviously had the elastic because who knew how to tie a ballet ribbon and then I got to the college and I got there my dad drove me it was all the way in Essex so it was about an hour and an hour from me and I remember getting out of the car and I just said to my dad I can't do it I I I can I actually cannot do it. I can't move, and I was so ridden with nerves that because I was literally walking into the unknown. It to me it felt like I was going to be in the Olympic Games doing a pole vault and never holding a pole vault before in my life, or doing like a discus throw and never holding a discus in my life. That is the comparison of what it was like. So we were stood there, and my bless my dad. He was like okay, should we go? And I was like, no, you're supposed to give me some words of encouragement. And then again, this Imogen appeared, this ambitious Imogen appeared and was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So anyway, we went through this audition and thank God I had people either side of me for ballet. So we obviously sat on the bar and I had one in front of me, one behind me. So every time we did it on the other side, I could see them and they were throwing words out at us. You know, now I know like plie, tonju. That to me was like, completely different language it was like someone was speaking Russian to me thank god I had these people in front of me and I just copied them I just fully copied them bearing in mind this is literally a professional college and then we had to perform a solo and oh my goodness so I'd obviously been doing all this sports dancing and we would do all these performances on stage but the music we used was very you know like high vibe pumpy music and I performed a dance to Nicole Scherzinger Poison and I had like leg slaps and like body ripples, all of that. Really, this could have been a lovely contemporary jazz dance. And I did Poison by Nicole Scherzinger. It was something. And then for the singing, she I got into the singing room. They had really, really nice singing studios in this college. And um, the singing teacher was like, okay, do you have your sheet music? Huh? What? what she music I was like oh my god what the hell is that I didn't want to look like I was unprepared and I was like oh um no I've just got a CD and I <laughs> didn't know that she would be accompanying me in the piano I've never sung to piano before in my life so, so I just had the CD of a backing track to Amy Winehouse and I sung an Amy Winehouse song and when I said to her oh I've got Amy Winehouse she was like oh okay and she literally swallowed her breath and was like okay but I was like right Imogen you love to sing don't be nervous just go for it and even though I'm, I'm not like a huge singer I I absolutely love singing like I just love it like me now sing all over the house oh my god I, I do performances like every day so I sung Amy Winehouse and yeah that was what I did for this professional dance college and the thing here was just the 
some this like self-belief I had or not even belief it was more the ambition it was that I wasn't letting my own self get in the way of what could be possible for me so then anyway after all this I actually got in I got a letter saying I got in and I was like wow oh my goodness oh my goodness but this was me following my intuition and just never giving up like never giving up I didn't show them that how scared I was I didn't show them how like unknowledgeable I was I just showed them drive I showed them serious serious drive and determination so they obviously saw that, which was really, really, really rewarding and one of the most amazing moments of my life. I then learned that the one year was a pre-vocational course to go onto the three-year course, which was the professional course. So I understood then. So when we do the pre-vocational, everyone started from the beginning anyway. Like our first week of pre-vocational was just standing and it was standing, it was getting our body posture and all of our alignment. So it was everything, it was everything I needed, and I was the worst one, or I was the worst one, or I saw myself as the worst one, I played myself as the worst one, and I remember when I first put my tap shoes on, and we had to, she just wanted us to go around one by one, to do this little tap jig, to see what level we were at, and I, oh my god, I literally, it's like my feet didn't belong to me, <laughs> they actually did not belong to my body I had no control over what they were doing and she was just like it's okay it's okay and just made me stop and I was like thank you and I had tears in my eyes and I was so unflexible I'd never done splits in my life I've never kicked my leg in my life and that's what we were doing all day every day it was like everything was against me and I don't say against as in like oh the world is against me it was just that I was I was at a zero and everyone else was at about an 70 and we needed to be at 100. But this was this imaging that came through again is that I just blinked that out. I had to blink that out if I wanted to do anything and I chose what I could see. And I chose to see me just striving and trying to make something of myself. And I would practice and practice and practice. I would, I used to go running and every time I ran, I would stop in the woods and I would stretch and I would get myself into the splits. And then eventually I could do the splits. I did so much extra work. Every time I come home from like an eight hour day of dancing, I would do Pilates to build my muscles. I really, really, really use this ambition and this isn't a sub story this is not a victim story this is purely a story of resilience and I feel really humbling to share this story because I'm like wow because the me now I still have self-doubt I still have insecurities but when I realize that story I'm like oh my god I just didn't give up and that resilience is a common denominator in my life because what I have noticed is something I do and I'm going to call it a gift that I want to share with you and share with the world is that I don't allow myself to see the non-opportunities. I only allow myself to see the incredible things that are available and like if someone comes to me and is like oh I want to do this job but I don't have this qualification I would say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I am someone who does not like following the rule book. Like literally my whole life, I've hated school, I hate college, I don't like a rule book. And I am the example of someone who doesn't follow the rule book, but still gets what she wants and still strives for what she wants, right? This was hard work, this was pure resilience. But I just didn't see no as an option. Like this had to be my life. 
this had to be what I was doing. I said no to everything else. I didn't want to do anything else. I was so lost. I had to do this. I found something that gave me sheer love and passion and joy. I had to do it. And I feel like my my story was always meant to be me like starting as an underdog and growing because that taught me so much resilience. It taught me so much how I have to back myself. I have to, right? And it is exactly the same for my business now. This, my business, this next chapter of my life is 1 million percent the biggest passion that I have ever had, but as well as dancing and performing. It really truly is because I have always been everyone's agony aunt. I have always seen the glass half full. I have always had this like childlike brightness to me. So if I can use that, and this is where I'm at now, if when I figure out how to use this to get put that light onto everyone else and put my self-belief pot onto everyone else, onto my clients, onto anyone who works with me. That is what I'm here for. And I have that same assurance and resilience that I will not stop. I'm not going to give up. If I have a call and someone says no, if someone says they don't like my business, if someone says something negative about whatever, that's irrelevant to me because my message is so much bigger. My, the drive that I have is more than me. And that's what drives me constantly day after day after day that's what drives me is that this message this example right this story that I'm sharing of resilience is not about me it's absolutely not about me it's about the resilience it's about what self-belief can do for you right there isn't arrogance it's self-worth I from the outsider like well from inside out I was horrible about myself like so horrible but from the outside I didn't let that define me I didn't let that stop me right and all that time I thought I shouldn't be worthy I shouldn't get I've always thought every single day I shouldn't be here they shouldn't have let me in every single day but I still rose over that and showed up for myself right so I'm sharing this story because I want you to know I want you to see this example of what resilience and what self-belief can do Okay, and like I said, I put all of this into my coaching and everything I do in life. And I have created, out of all the work I've done, I've created my 10 pillars of mindset mastery. And these pillars are broken down everything I have gone through from my journey of my life and my self development life over the last three years. And is an example of this resilience and this self belief. So these 10 pillars of mindset mastery are broken down so clearly and in a way that's so digestible and easy to understand so that you have this unshakable resilience so that you are free of judgment that you are free of fear because you realize that you're beyond someone else's opinion of you you're beyond your opinion of yourself right because that can also hold you back and this these 10 pillars I have put all into my new course which is called mindset mastery this mindset mastery is a six-week course where I give you and I teach you my 10 pillars of mindset mastery so that you can have a life of freedom you can be free of judgment and you will not stop before you succeed there is no option for you to stop and I'm going to give you the resilient non-breakable mind to get you all of that 
right? Because this course, I'm offering this course at nearly 50% off. There is so much value in it, but you will get it for nearly 50% off, right? It's crazy. It really is crazy. But the reason I'm doing that is because I, I want to share it with the world. I want everyone to feel this empowerment. I want every single ambitious woman out there to feel her own empowerment, to empower herself, to believe in herself, to be her number one cheerleader so that she can be free from judgment, free from anxiety, free from worry, free from insecurities and just literally be free from the limitations that she has put on herself subconsciously. So this course is going to be nearly 50% off and because of that there is a really really limited amount of spaces okay so these spaces are really really limited so you need to get in quick the course starts the first week of May but you will have lifetime access so you will have that this isn't just a course for May this is a course for lifetime and it's something that you can always refer back to I every single day still do the work right because let me ask you, if you follow a workout regime, right, you follow this six-week workout regime, you're dieting, you're exercising, when you get to that point, do you then stop? No, you keep going. You have to keep practicing. You have to keep going. It's exactly the same for mindset. And so this is limited spacing. So you have to get in quick. I will leave the link in my show notes. Um, and also, I am also adding in a bonus one-to-one two-hour breakthrough session with me. So this is a bonus. This is just added in, including in the nearly 50% off, but this time only. So this is really, really limited. And if you are ambitious, right, you have drive, you have inspiration, but you cannot get past the self-belief, you cannot get past the I'm scared of judgment of others, then this course is exactly for you because you can be free of all that. If you are someone where your own mind gets in the way and you find yourself self-sabotaging, but you have ambition to want more and go for the bigger thing, then this course is exactly for you. It will get you that unshakable self-belief and that unshakable resilience to achieve exactly what you wish. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have enjoyed my little throwback dance college story. Thank you so much for listening to Imagine You. If you love this episode, then please leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear what you took away from it and how it inspired you. Subscribe to this channel to hear more and if you're not already then come follow me on Instagram at The Imaging Method to get even more mindset, manifestation and self-development inspo. Make sure you let me know your big takeaways and also what you want me to talk about next. Keep your eyes peeled for another Imagine New episode but until then I'm sending you love and light.